Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Unstoppable Marketer Podcast. In this week's episode, we have an amazing guest on the podcast. Our guest is one of the co-founders and branding expert at Midday Squares. Unfortunately, Mark wasn't able to be with me on this episode. He had some family things that he had to take care of, but I was able to sit down with Jake and understand how they were able to take one of the most saturated products in the world, which is candy bars, an industry that that has been dominated by five people for the last hundred plus years, and they are creating a hundred million dollar company. And they are doing this in two ways. Number one, they are creating an outstanding product, but almost more importantly is what they're doing to stand out in this wildly dominated, saturated world, which is storytelling. When I first found Midday Squares on TikTok, I knew immediately that I had to have one of the co-founders on this podcast because I see so many content creators out there creating content and telling stories in the most unique, entertaining ways. But I'm not going to lie. It's hard to come across a brand that's doing that just as good. Midday Squares does that better than any content creator I've ever seen out there as a brand. They have found a way to crack the code around storytelling and how that can build your brand and create an experience for the customer. And Jake takes you to school on just how to do that. So whether you're in your car listening to this episode, you're working out, you're doing the dishes, you're sitting at your desk, wherever you might be right now, make sure to get those notes out because we're going to school. This episode of the Unstoppable Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Bestie, the number one customer survey platform for e-commerce and direct-to-consumer businesses. Mark, I remember when I was a CMO, no matter what we did, our attribution never seemed to be right. And getting feedback around why our customers were purchasing our products was much easier said than done. Focus groups were way too time-consuming, and survey tools were too complicated, limited, and way too expensive. Ugh, that is a pain point that every e-commerce brand or marketer or owner is well acquainted with. And that is why Bestie was created. So it simplifies customer insights by replacing those antiquated survey builders with an easy-to-use drag-and-drop interface and ready-to-go dashboard so you can start getting the customer insights and answers that will move your business forward. For example, a Bestie user found out what their customers' preferences were around messaging and creative, and that allowed them to finally change their strategy and confidently scale to their first seven-figure month, followed by eight more. Jeez, I like that. Well, I guess that's why hundreds of brands are choosing Bestie to connect with, well, their besties. Get started today with Bestie's 14-day free trial. You can find Bestie on bestieapp.co or go to the Shopify app store and search Bestie. Download Bestie today. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Unstoppable Marketer Podcast. Um, I'm super, super excited to be here with you guys today. I've got an incredible guest uh, who's joining me today. His name is Jake Carls. He's the co-founder of Midday Squares. Jake, what's going on, my guy? What's up, Trevor? Uh, recovering from an injury, back injury, um, fighting that fight. And uh, yeah, super jazzed to be here. I'm, I'm excited to get deep with you and, and just and just have like a bold conversation, straight up, genuine and, and, and no bullshit. I love that, dude. I love that. Well, I'm sorry you're going through a back injury. Like there's nothing, there's nothing worse than one of those injuries that just like debilitates you. And that's what a back injury or like a knee injury can do, man. So I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. We're on the road to recovery, baby. <laughs> that's the only road to be on, right? 
Yeah, you better not be on that other road, the the other way of that no, road. No, dude. No, dude, for sure. Well, Lou, listen, man, let's just jump into it. Like you said, um, I want to know who Jake Carls is and how you got started with Midday Squares, but let's just let's just jump into it. Tell me a little bit about you and what got you started into this entrepreneurial world. Dude, for me, I, I'm I've always been the class clown. I've always been the guy that that loves to tell a story and loves to make noise and grab attention. And, and build something around whatever I was doing. And I never forget, I, I went to college to study to be an actuary and I was, wasn't doing it because I wanted to do it. I was doing it to show everybody that I could do academically very well and, and get a really high paying job. And as I was in my third year, I was failing miserably in terms of just like my happiness and, and doing what I love. And I realized that this isn't for me. And I watched Shark Tank one night and I, I remember, forget, this guy was pitching his dream and he looked so happy, but yet he was so broke. He had mortgages on his house. He had three kids, but he was so free. And in that moment, I decided that entrepreneurship is a must for me. I need to try it because that guy is killing it in terms of mental health, it looks like. And I'm sitting there sulking because I'm not doing what I love. And that was the moment I pivoted and, and decided that I'm doing me. And I'll never forget, I launched my first business, which was a fitness business because I was passionate about fitness. And it did very well financially. I made a lot of money, but I ended up closing it after two and a half years because I lost the passion for fitness. And then I launched a second business, which is basically a throwing college parties and then selling clothing to the, co to the college students on the campus. But I would use social media to build the hype. And I was very good with the aspect of building the community. But the operations of the business were absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going bankrupt and lost about $80,000. Wow. And I'll never forget in 2018, after my ex canned me and she broke up with me after four years, I was in a bit of a low place because my ego was a little shot because I just lost $80,000 and went bankrupt on a business. And I just got broken up with. And my sister, my brother-in-law approached me with this idea that um, they had this idea of chocolate bar meets a protein bar and it was already made and they're like, it's an amazing product. We need you to come in and build the brand. We need you to do exactly what you did with your other businesses, but you don't need to worry about ops. You don't need to worry about the operations yeah. and, 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 and hence my weaknesses. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good deal. And we decided to launch Midday Squares, which is basically the first functional chocolate bar in August 4th, 2018. And since then it's been, it's, it's history. It's been four and a half years and the ride has been absolutely treacherous to momentous, to insanity, to the greatest moments of my life. Yeah, that's incredible, dude. Yeah. I, uh, so I came across midday squares. I don't know if you even know the story, but, um, so, you know, I, I've got a decent presence on TikTok, And one of the things that I talk a lot about on TikTok is how brands, you, you find a lot of people who talk about how like content creators can be better on TikTok, but you don't have a whole ton of people talking about like, how do you like identifying the brands that are crushing it on TikTok? And so I'm caught, like one of the things I'm constantly doing on TikTok is looking for brands who are slaying it. And then I just literally binge in their content to figure out like, what is it about this brand that's allowing them to grow and to scale? And I came across Midday Squares and was like utterly shocked with what you guys have done with your content creation and your community building. So uh, I'm so wildly impressed. I want to I want to dive into that in a second, but what what's been some of the biggest challenges about starting a chocolate company slash I mean chocolate company slash protein company? Like those are two wildly saturated businesses and you guys took them both on? Dude, it's it, it, the chocolate industry is dominated by like five brands. Um, and the reason being is because they've built the infrastructure. The infrastructure is really hard in terms of distribution um, and manufacturing capabilities. 
And they've done it over the last 100 years. So going into the space was we knew it was a saturated market, but we knew that something needed to disrupt it. Something needed to go against what we currently have and give another option. And, you know, we, we basically blocked out all the noise at the beginning and said, you know, we're going to go build this. We're going to we're going to make this happen and we're going to build our own facility out. We're not going to use a co-packer. We're going to build our own facility and then we're going to figure out how to get the distribution across all spots that we need to be in. And it's been a hell of a ride and it's not easy and we're not the fastest growing business in the world. But we are building a very strong foundational business that will hopefully, you know, be here for the next hundred years and become that new iconic brand in chocolate. And yeah, I'll never forget. We, we just said if we make innovative chocolate snacks with the manufacturing capacity to scale, sorry, the, the capacity to actually scale this on a manufacturing level and a distribution level. And if we give a brand that's culturally relevant in terms of the storytelling, the communications, how we build with our, how we build our relationship with our customers, we can take over this space and, you know, hopefully go from, you know, wherever we're going to maybe a billion dollar business, maybe plus a billion dollars um, in terms of a chocolate company. And, and we will have passed what any other chocolate company has done without being acquired, right? So most companies get acquired and they scale it up. But what happens when one doesn't do that and continues to go and starts to become the acquirer? Interesting, dude. Very interesting. In in your world, like as, since you've come in, because it sounds like, did your sister and brother-in-law, had they already started this um, or kind of had this idea as they brought you on? Or did you guys kind of all tackle it together in the very beginning stages? Um, tell me what that was like. They were developing this product for, like my sister was actually making this as a snack for my brother-in-law as an everyday snack for his afternoon craving just for fun because she's like i need to, i can make you something healthier yeah. that tastes delicious um that will get you through your afternoon and they made it two years prior to midday squares and then when they came together and they want to start a business they were looking at products and food was a common denominator that what they both loved and i'll never forget they got a report that showed that real chocolate so darker chocolate was growing you know rapidly year over year so the saturated market was growing rapidly and that vegan proteins were also on a tear year over year and that was that was the moment. It aha is like we got this product that makes sense. It's gonna have a pull fact a pull factor once the consumer tries it. Yeah. And now we just need to get a third guy, the third guy, which was me, to come build the brand and build the hype and get people to actually care for the brand before even trying it. Totally. I love that, dude. I I love hearing that story of like, okay, there was a problem. So your brother-in-law had a problem, right? He wanted he wanted a snack. And so your his wife, your sister was doing something she was passionate about, which was food and cooking and, you know, making kind of things like that, put those two things together and then brought kind of this third element of like, okay, now let's turn it into a business, right? Which is let's build the brand, yep. let's build a team, let's build a community and see what we can do here. Um, that's really, really cool. What has been, uh, like, what do you think has been one of the biggest things that these other big, you said that there's fi like five big people who dominate the chocolate market. What have they been missing this whole time and what's Midday Squares doing that's kind of making things uh, like stepping outside of that box that these these brands have been put in for the last hundred years? I would say first off, our our product is innovative. So we, we had to go build our own factory to actually scale this product. We couldn't co-manufacture it. So it's very different than all the products out there in the chocolate space. The second thing is our storytelling is very different. You know, the way we storytell is we show you 
the good, the bad, the ugly of building this business and, and how we're how we're actually building. So we show you, um, you know, therapy sessions, milestones, breakdowns, you know, everything that you don't get to see in a company, we show that. And the reason is we want you to feel part of the brand. We want you to feel like you're actually in it with us. And that way, when you go to the grocery store and you see all the other products, ours shines bright like a diamond because you're like, I know that brand. I love that brand. They're awesome. And that's really worked for us because of our authenticity and transparency and vulnerability, where in a lot of these brands, they don't do any of that, right? So they're focused just on solely distribution and promo planning on pricing and rather than make, you know, innovation and tell a great story. So I think that that's allowing us to thrive or, or at least make some noise within this space. Totally. Yeah. I, I, uh, so I posted this on TikTok when I, after I found you guys, I posted this, like, I, I kind of highlighted a video about you guys and said, Hey, like, go check these guys out. I wouldn't be surprised. Like they, they do storytelling and documenting better than any brand I've ever seen in my life. I wouldn't be surprised if they have somebody filming, like s- filming their team 24 seven. And I don't know who it was on your team, but somebody, I want to say it was your brother-in-law responded back to my message. And he's like, we pretty much do dude. Tell me about that. Are you guys just like, do you constantly just have cameras going and are you guys constantly filming stuff when you guys are working together? Yes, we're we're consistently filming the good, the bad, the ugly. And since the beginning, we've we've actually done that since the beginning, because um, for us, the whole journey has been to document and show everything. That was the thesis of growing the business was we need to show you the whole thing. And that way you'll be part of it. And again, we'll stand out in, in a very saturated space. Um and that, that I'll never forget our first hire was an actual videographer. Um, and now we have an entire media team dedicated to um, building the business and sorry, showing the story of how we build the business. And that's allowed us to step out of the step out of all the other brands, because a lot of other brands don't care to put the time and money um, or they don't, they don't think it's worth it into that. Totally. I think, dude, this is crazy. Um, so I love this shift right now that's happening in the marketing space and in the digital space right now where you were saying traditionally, and this isn't just with chocolate brands, but like you could talk Coca-Cola or or really any of these big brands, like traditionally it's been usually the person with the deepest pockets to get to as many touch points as possible. Um, whether that be commercials and ads or, uh, discounts or wh- whatever it is, like that's how brands have operated in the past. But what's happening in 2023 is the barrier of entry to starting a business is as low as it can get. Anybody can start a business yep. and can do anything, which makes the noise so much louder, right? And and so it makes it that much more challenging to stand out. And so if you don't have the money it gets really, really challenging, but you guys kind of let, there's a little cheat code here that midday squares has figured out, which is like, dude, dude, it's like, let's just tell the story and let everybody know all the crazy crap that's happening and all the really good crap that's happening. Cause most people like the 2016, 2017 Instagram boom was like, show only the good and the beautiful and the pretty yep. so that nobody thinks that we've ever had a struggle where you guys are like, no, 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 F that. Like, let's let's show everything that's happened and and walk everybody through it. And and the emotional connection that you guys are building is helping you cut through 
quite possibly one of the most saturated industries in the market, especially in the CPG space. Yeah. I think we as a society are craving more than ever authenticity from um, brands and people, humans. You know, for us, our whole world has been showing, you know, perfection on social media for such a long time that like it actually creates a bigger gap or distance between the consumer and the brand or even between consumer to consumer, like a friend to a friend. You never want to be around somebody that's, you know, not being themselves. It's cringe, uncomfortable and not something you want to be part of. So I think that for 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 us, where we're seeing a lot of, you know, success in terms of the, you know, the building the business is, yeah, our authenticity is allowing us to build these deep ties, these deep relationships with the customer, um, which is turning them into friends or fans. Like, like I said, when they go to the grocery store, they feel like they're buying from a family member or a um, friend or a neighbor rather than just a chocolate company. And that's paying off in tenfold in terms of the investment we made into our media team telling that story. And again, everyone being okay with sharing both the good and the bad, not not just sharing, you know, stuff that's comfortable, but sharing things that are uncomfortable to sometimes watch. Dude, I love that. What, so you said your one of your first hires was a videographer. Like that's usually not a brand's first hire. Like you, you don't hear of that very often. No. How big is your media team now? Now we're four or five, um, but when it started, it was just one. Um, but we would invest more. The more, the more, the better, because this new world is all about attention, and and you need to be able to grab and and pull in the attention because the consumer needs to opt in today. It's not like they were they're not forced to listen to your product or anything like that, like it was fifteen years ago prior to social media. Today, the consumer chooses where, who, what, when, why they want to pay attention to. So if you don't have a great story that's being, you know, a compelling, adding value or adding an emotional value, you're in trouble as a brand. You're really in a danger zone. Dude. So what, what kind of advice do you have for somebody who's like, let's say somebody hears what you're saying and they're like, okay, I need to do that. But they have a hard time with that, like vulnerability, authenticity side of things. Like what, what kind of advice do you have for a brand owner or somebody who's like trying to figure out how to flip the switch? and turn that on? Well, I would think, I, I would say, first off, find your authenticity. What is your story's authenticity? Is it that you're sharing the good, the bad, the ugly, like we're doing, or is it you're talking about sports and, 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 and nutrition at a very deep level, or is that you're, you know, you're all about the, you know, hip hop culture. Like what is your story? Once you have that answer, you then got to share it. And I always tell people when they're scared to share their story, it's because they have a fear of what others will think or how they will judge or what the outcomes will come or they won't get any views. No one will care. Or they'll make fun of them. But here's the kicker. You live your story 24-7. So you may not find it interesting. You might find it dumb, embarrassing, all this stuff. But I don't live your story, Trevor, 24-7. You know, so when I see it, it's natural for me to have curiosity and be interested because I'm not living your story. Everyone's story is uniquely different because we all live different lives. We live, we are different, we are made differently. We have certain DNA that's different, right? So I think that once you understand that, that's that's the big thing. That's the next big thing that you need to uh you, you need to do is just is just be okay with sharing that. Dude, I love that. What's uh where are you guys headed with midday squares? What are some of your goals? What are you guys trying to accomplish right now? For us, the big thing is, is we want to build, um, we have a clear path to get to hundred million in terms of revenue over the next three, four, three, four years max. And after that, we, you know, we don't know, maybe it's an IPO, maybe it's acquiring businesses, maybe it's doing a strategic partnership. You know, we, we don't actually necessarily know. So 
That's what we're trying to figure out. Um, but we have a clear path currently to get to where we got to get to. And then from there, um, we'll see. But I always tell people like, it's not about, um, it's not even about the quarterlies. It's, it's about like following a vision that you actually believe and then, and then actually getting there, you know, and, um, you know, for us, we've stayed true to our core values and and that's allowed us to actually hit our goals every year that we want to hit and continue to do that. Amazing. What are some of the biggest, uh, like hurdles or roadblocks you guys have hit as you've jumped into the CPG space, creating a product like this? I'd say that the biggest one is scaling the actual manufacturing that, that has been the, the hardest, um, experience for us is, is really going through the scaling and manufacturing and, and building that, um, that has most definitely been, um, very difficult because no one's ever built this type of plant that we've built. Yeah. Um, it's a very unique product. That's definitely been extremely, extremely difficult. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. Um, dude, I love this. I love the way the conversation's gone. What, what are some opportunities is as, as we're in 2023, right. And how things are changing like crazy and, and even TikTok and the way people consume is changing. What are some trends or some things that you're recognizing that you're wanting to tap into at midday squares when it comes to continue to build your brand and build your community? Just tell your story, your real story, show people, show people who you are and, and be real. Um, and once you do that, it will naturally, and you stay consistent, it will naturally hit. I'm not saying it will hit virality, but it will hit a certain community that will care and want to be part of. So I think that that's the big thing that, you know, you stay focused on is, is what is your authentic story and how do you share that and consistently share? Dude, how did, how did you, is this just somebody you've always been? Like, it sounds like you are super outgoing and, and talking comes relatively easy. Is that, is that how things have always been or was it not that way? And, and did something happen in your life that helped you kind of be able to express that a little bit more? I just started to see that, you know, more and more people would like me for who I am. And actually I could build depth with people. So then I said to myself, why not do that in a business as well? Why is that not the case in business? And it was, it's people crave that type of authenticity. And I think we just lack it because, um, you know, we're scared of what others will think, um, a, as a business or b personal, like you're just worried. Right. So once you overcome that, you know, you are your own enemy, believe it or not then you're, you're on the go to, to go win. It's, it's a whole other game. Um, but before that, it's just like, you got to get yourself to be able to fight your, you know, your own battle against yourself. Totally. Um, one thing I notice about the content you guys create one, you said, tell your story. So I, I see you guys just retelling your story in a different way all the time. You know, you, you, you can see it constantly. And I love that. But secondly, the other thing that I've noticed is you guys also create content sometimes that has nothing to do with chocolate, right? In fact, the majority of the time, it's got nothing to do with chocolate. Talk to me about that strategy because I think a lot of people think that on social media, we need to be talking about our product, product, product 24-7. Yeah, no. So you do not need to be talking about your your your, your product 24-7. People don't care to see that. What they care to see is who are you? What's your story? What can relate to my life? What will add value to my life? And talking about chocolate 24-7, eventually, yes, it's all great and dandy to have chocolate, but eventually it becomes very repetitive and not useful to our lives. So what I would say to people is find out how you could relate to your community. What is the relatable factor? And once you share that relatable factor, they're going to come back. They're going to watch more. They're going to pay attention. They're going to want to be part of 
rather than just swipe next or just say, okay, well, I don't really care about this. And it will just, you know, you'll eventually lose their attention. And once you lose their attention, it's very hard to get it back. Dude, what is, uh, I, I know we're kind of coming up on time here. What's, what's one thing that you, like one piece of advice I mean, you, I mean, you've given up so much right now, so you might just repeat what you said, but like, what's one piece of advice you'd give somebody who's a new entrepreneur who's looking to get started right now? Um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because once you understand those zones of discomfort and that you actually step into them, you'll realize that that's where the greatest, the greatest actual stuff happens. That's where the magic is made. So learn to build your muscle that is okay with entering into those uncertain zones or those discomfort zones that you'd be typically be scared of. Once you have that, you are basically unstoppable because you will always find opportunity. You will, good or bad, you will find it, but you'll never be average. Dude, I love that. What's, um, well, th- thanks dude. I appreciate that. What's, uh, okay. So, um, one last thing before we go, what, where, where can people find you? Where can people find midday squares? Um, yeah, give, give a call out for where people can find you in midday squares. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Jake Carls, um, or on midday squares is TikTok, Instagram at midday squares. Um, but if you want to find the product, uh, we were available in target whole Foods, sprouts, um, many stores in the U.S. Um, in Canada, a lot of stores as well. You just got to go on our website www.middaysquares.com. The store locator will will take you to where you want to go, or buy, or you can get it online on our website or Amazon. But um, we're located in the refrigerated section, so um, that's that's where we are. Um, and yeah, I hope you get a chance to try it and I get a chance to follow our journey and see the entrepreneurship journey of how we build to 100 million in revenue and then hopefully what's next from there. Let's go, dude. Awesome. I actually just be, you know, a couple hours ago, I actually just bought my first uh, thing in Midday Square. So I'm stoked to try it, dude. I'm Yay. It's like right up mine and my wife's it. alley. We're super big health nuts and we also love chocolate. So it's like, I love it. Well, let ethos, me know what dude. you think. Will 100%. Dude, I really appreciate your time. Um, I know that you're a busy guy. Uh, you're also dealing with injury. Um, and uh, so I, I really appreciate you spending some time with us. And uh, I'm really excited to uh, let the audience hear what you got to say. Appreciate you so much, my man. We'll see you soon. Okay, Trev? All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Go follow Jake Carls on LinkedIn and uh, go check out Midday Squares. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Unstoppable Marketer podcast. This is one of our favorite things we do. We love dropping a new episode every single week. If you haven't liked, subscribed, and reviewed the podcast, we would love it if you would go do that. Your support means everything to us. And also, please feel free to reach out to me, the Trevor Crump, on Instagram or TikTok. We love to hear from you. Thank you. Have an awesome day.